Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the KSR Pre-Show. Wednesday, October 5th, I'm Billy Rutledge, along with Shannon the Dude. You can give us a call on the Clark's Pump and Shop phone line. That's 502-571-1080. Or you can text us at 502-414-1724. I am here in Lexington at my house, along with Shannon the Dude, who is in Louisville, wearing his OVW hat. That's right. I've got the Kentucky-branded two mimosa billy shirt on so i feel like we're repping the brands this morning shannon we are and i feel like that maybe you actually had two mimosas last night which is why you didn't make it into the studio today and you're broadcasting from your house instead is there any validity to that uh i think we're catching on yeah uh we're starting to see a trend here on when i do the shows at home yeah but i also i also binged watch a lot of the the jeffrey dahmer series last night so we had a little bit of a late night and let me tell you that thing is it's a scary show shannon it gets more and more uncomfortable comfortable the further you go into it i think i'm on episode four now okay all right so i'm not going to spoil anything for you i'm a little bit ahead of you yeah but you know jeffrey Dahmer just has to be the worst neighbor of all time right (laughs) well i mean he and john gacy yeah um because he's doing all this in an apartment complex. That's the that's the thing I can't wrap my head around, Shannon. Yeah. Is that he's trying to hide the smells and the screams of the horrific acts that he's doing when he's got, you know, people down the hall. I mean, I remember living in an apartment complex in a college town with paper thin walls and you could hear everything. So I can't imagine what these people are going through when that was happening. Yeah, I'm sure that's kinda weird when you're like, Ah, oh, I wonder what that was. Surely that's nobody getting murdered right next door. Yeah, so <laughs> I like the show, I guess, but it's just too long for me. Those episodes are like, what, an hour a piece? They're creepy. Yep. It, it takes a lot of dedication to sit down and watch an entire series. Mm-hmm. So I get in, usually what happens is I get into these series, I watch two or three episodes, and then I just kind of forget about it and then move on to something else. I'm going to try to power through it. But it's kind of, it's difficult, man. It's, like you said, it's creepy. It's very uncomfortable to watch. Well, you know, more and more people nowadays say they can't sit down and watch a movie. You know, two and a half hours is too long to sit down and watch an entire show. I agree. But yet, you know, sometimes they'll sit there and watch three episodes of Stranger Things. So, I mean, sometimes the patience is there. But I think for the most part, our attention span is so short because we can't keep our phones out of our hands, Shannon. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it is hard to watch these longer episodes. My attention span's always been like that, though. That was before phones. Like, even <laughs> when I was in college and I had my first phone where the only thing you could do on it was play that little snake game. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Do you remember that? I do, yes. Okay, I do yeah. That, so, you know, back then, you, you know, I had a phone, but there was nothing you could really do on it. And if you wanted to text, you had to hit the, the number like three times to get to the L and, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm talking about. So even back then when I had one of those phones, I still had a short attention span. So this is nothing new for me. Everybody had phones when I was growing up in middle school and high school. But we even got to the point where our calculators we had to buy for math class had games on it, Shannon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, these TI-84s and things like that, they, they always took your attention away. Uh, so, yes, yes, we're all in the same boat there. 
502-571-1080. I'm curious, Shannon, how many coins you have in your car right now? Pennies, quarters, dimes, nickels. Could you pay the toll if you had to get past one right now? No, I have one dime. And that was because, really? yeah, I don't know why I have that one dime. I think I had at one point some more change, and then I went through a drive-thru, and they said, you know, whatever the change was, and I had exact change. And normally I would play, pay with a card when I'm going through a drive-thru, but I was like, oh, I got exact change. I'm just going to give them what I've got here, and I had a dime left over. So, yeah, I, I would not be able to pay the toll either. I don't know why they still have those. They know nobody really carries change. I mean, there's a few people who tweeted pictures yeah. Of change in their card, but I don't really do that. I don't know why. Yeah, they let's would have upgrade a to the the credit card or the Apple Pay. I feel like more people have can pay on Apple Pay before they can bring out seventy five cents and quarters. But I'm actually one of them, Shannon. Believe it or not, as much as I don't use cash, I feel like I have this crazy amount of quarters in my car, quarters and pennies, for no reason why. I feel like it's yeah. just. I don't know, maybe a backup plan. Maybe if I'm ever in that situation, I just have it to make sense. Because sometimes you got to park on the street, right? And you got to use a meter, and not all of these use credit cards. Or maybe so. you want to go to one of those arcade bars that are opening up all over the place that are so popular. We have Rec Bar in Louisville you can go That's to. That's right. So yep. I always save it up for that. You know, Rec Bar night. You want to take it to the arcade? i got a bag full of quarters. Is that the same thing as Zanzibar? Probably Shannon? so. Like okay. it has like a ton. It's like a basically a, an adult arcade. Yeah. You got arcade, yeah. you know, all the old school games on one side and then on the other side you get a bar and mm -hmm. tables and stuff for food. Yep. Uh, so go play a little Pac-Man, a little pinball. Maybe we'll see Ryan Lemon there. But while we're there, let's tell Ryan Lemon to <laughs> you know, just pump the brakes a little bit when it comes to the scoop, okay? No, I want all the scoop. Don't pump the brakes. I want everything in that head of his to come out through his mouth so we can know ahead of time what's going on because a lot of times we don't find out what the injury status is of players. You know, but I'm not sure the coaching staff wants Ryan Lemon to uh, say everything. Well, well, let's, uh, well, you know? well, okay, let's back up here, though. Ryan is not at practice. So he's not getting it firsthand <laughs> from the coach. There's somebody right. who is leaking that information to Ryan. So if we're going to blame anybody, I don't think we blame Scoop. Scoop's, Scoop's just got open ears. Scoop's not prying. Okay. Scoop's just, Scoop just hangs out with people who talk, and then he relays the message to us on the radio uh, to a statewide audience, <laughs> to people all over the world. So I don't blame Scoop here. I think he is just saying what he hears. So you're saying Scoop's informant should know better. Maybe they should know that yes. you know, Scoop might go on the radio and say verbatim what you're telling him right I don't now. think we blame Ryan. We blame the root of the source. It's like, you know, if you're walking down the street and you overhear something, you might want to share it with somebody. Now, I didn't pry it out of this guy who was talking about whatever on the street corner last night. Mm -hmm. But if I hear it, I want to talk about it. And I think that's the situation that Ryan is in. And he doesn't know what he can really say and what he can't. And sometimes that's a good thing for us because we get information that nobody else has. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he is, he is definitely towing the line. I just know it's going to get him in trouble, Shannon. If it hasn't already, it's going to happen. He's going to say something and let it slip, you know, to, to our benefit. But at the same time, you know, maybe year two or three of Dane. I don't know how much information he's going to be getting. But it'll be interesting to see how that story develops. Also, one other thing from the show yesterday, you guys said something that it really, I don't know, I, I cracked up at this. How about Jimbo Fisher's buyout at Texas A&M being at $95 million? I was, I was in the same ballpark as you guys, guessing around 8, you know, 12. I think I said 20. 15 to $20 million. That's a significant amount of money to pay just to fire a coach. But $95 million, Shannon, 
I don't know. These numbers are getting stupid. I'm not mad about it. I mean, if the guys can get that, if that's what the market is for a head football coach in college football, then so be it, man. But, I mean, these universities, they, they back themselves into a corner when they hire these guys, and then the buyout is what it is, $90 million in this case. I don't care, man. If, if I'm not paying the guy $90 million to not coach. <laughs> if I got $90 million invested in this guy, he's going to yeah. be out there coaching every last second. I don't care how bad he is. He's not so bad that I got to let him go and pay him $90 million to go. Yeah, he's 3-8 and eight going into the last game of the season. He can, like, be, uh-uh, he, can be, he can be 3 in the rest of his career for a lot of care. <laughs> he's going to earn that $90 million. He's playing out the contract. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we saw the Wisconsin coach fired after this past weekend. Uh, obviously, with some of the other teams like Nebraska going ahead and firing their coach. You know, Scott Satterfield in Louisville, I, I think, has to be in the conversation uh, as maybe one of these next coaches. But, you know, some of these Louisville sites coming out and saying Louisville might not be able to afford his buyout. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's amazing how much money these universities has off these television contracts, unless you're trying to pay for the previous three coaches buyouts that you've done over the last 10 years. Yeah, I think if I'm a school that's not seriously competing for a national championship, I would rather have some up and coming up and comer coach and pay them a lot less than what you would some of these big name guys, because, well, I mean. The result's probably going to be close to the same, right? Yeah. Theoretically. That's that's the Western Kentucky model. Yeah. They brought in Bobby Petrino when nobody would touch him. They hire guys like Tyson Helton and Mike Sanford who are on the way up and not down, even though Mike Sanford uh, could be debated. Now, if you're in Alabama or if you're an SEC school in this situation, which this is the situation we're talking about, then I guess you have to pay whatever it takes to get the guys to play there. Mm -hmm. But if you're like a mid-major, then yeah, you're not paying that kind of money. You know, it's it's just amazing how these contracts have exploded and maybe will continue to explode as the year goes on. Shannon, did you see that Aaron Judge finally hit home run number 62 last night? Yes, finally. Thank God. So we can stop cutting into everybody's broadcast with this guy striking out. You know, he went on a what was a seven or eight game streak there where he didn't There's have a bit of a runs. drought. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of a drought there. And they were cutting into everything. It's like, just hit the home run and get it over with. Um, yep, so the Yankees only have one game left. It's tonight, Shannon. So Aaron yeah. Judge hits home run 62 last night. He passes Roger Mayer for the most home runs in American League history and also as a New York Yankee, which I think makes it significantly harder. Yeah. Let's be honest. You know, the pressure of being a Yankee, it's not easy to do. Did you see the fan that jumped off the railing to go get the ball? Hey, I would, too. That's a million to two million dollar ball right there. I mean, how quickly would you sell that thing if you had it? Well, here's we'll get to that for a second. One, he did not get the ball. He was actually escorted out of the building for jumping out of the railing. So oh, it was a not... lose-lose for him. So who got it then? A guy named Corey Humans, who's a Rangers fan, actually got the ball. He was sitting in the front row. That guy that fell off the railing did not get it. He was just escorted out of the building. So how did the guy... Wait a minute now. I did not see this part. How did the guy who ended up with the ball get it? I don't know. I did not see that. So somebody had to toss it to him. It's it's possible, yes. But the guy that fell off the railing did not get it. So my question to you, Shannon, is that there is still one game tonight, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The last game of the regular season for the Yankees. And you are Corey Usman. You have just gotten that 62 home run ball. Do you sell it immediately? Do you sell it today? Yes. Because you've already gotten offers of a $2 million deal by some people. It's a freaking baseball. Or do you wait until the the game is over tonight and the value of the ball doubles, if not triples? Uh, How do you know that it doubles or triples? Because it's his last home run of the regular season. It's the last home run of the record-breaking year. That is the money ball. Yeah. See now you're okay. Now you're throwing a wrench into this whole That's thing. That's right. I would have said I would have I would have sold it before I even left the stadium. 
I would have said, who's got two million on them right now? Yeah. Because, I mean, you, yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess if, if it would actually double or triple, and I don't know that it would do that. Maybe it's only worth two million regardless. I don't know, man. Let's say theoretically, it's two million okay. right now. Okay. But you you wait, and he doesn't hit a home run tonight, yes. and it's worth you know four to five million. Or you could wait, and he hits another home run tonight, and your two million ball becomes six seven hundred thousand. Ooh. All right. I'm doing. I'm doing. There's going to be some shenanigans involved here if okay, I'm this guy. All right. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to wait to triple that money. Now I'm also going to be paying off some people involved in the game. To say, hey, let's walk him every time he gets up. You know what? How do we even know that Aaron Judge is going to play in the game? The Yankees are already in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's already got the record. He probably there's a good chance that maybe he doesn't even play the final game tonight. That's true, sure. So but they I, one went away from a hundred wins on the regular season, so that theoretically they do want to win. Yeah, I mean, I guess if they worry about triple digit wins, ninety nine wins versus hundred wins, either way, you're in the playoffs, and I don't know why you would risk injury for Aaron Judge going into the playoffs. So I think that there's a chance that they could maybe just sit him, and that's the final home run ball of the year. Mm-hmm. So I think now that you kind of laid out that argument, maybe I do wait. I think I'll wait. Since there's one more game. Now, if there was two or three more games, I would go ahead and sell it immediately. But since there's only one more regular season game, right? I think I ride it out, man. You're going to let it ride. I'm going to let it ride. Maybe get out the trash cans. Maybe that's start right. tipping the pitches. No whammies. Uh, no whammies. No whammies. <laughs> stop. I mean, you know, there's situations where you've hit seven out of an 18 parlay and you have the option to cash out before Monday Night Football and you let it ride. But this is something different. This is when you go to the ballpark and you have $2 million in your hands and uh, and also history. But uh, the guy doesn't know what to do yet. He said he doesn't know if he's going to sell it, if he's going to give it to Aaron Judge. If you're asking me, I'm selling it today. I'm selling it before the last game. Oh, really? You're not? You're not I winning. am because, yeah. I, I, you know, I came to the ballpark with nothing, and now I, that I've got $2 million in my hands, I'm getting rid of it, okay? I know the extra 2 or $3 million would make a huge difference, but if it were to go down to four, five, six hundred thousand, 600000 it would eat me up at night. So I think I'm selling it, and you're letting it ride. I'm you. letting it ride for one more game, just because I think there's a chance that maybe he doesn't play. Even if he does play, eh, probably a chance, that, a good chance that he doesn't hit another, another home run. He just went, what, seven or eight games, we said. Yeah. A little bit of a drought. You did. I don't know that he's going to get a good pitch to hit. I think it was, right a it, yeah. it was a meatball. It was a meatball. 88 mile an hour slider yes. right over the center of the plate. Easy home run for him. I, I think people were I, I just wanting you, to do it at that point. I did enjoy watching the local news this morning and watching the, uh, the news anchors talk about this home run. Clearly, they had no idea what they were talking about, and neither do I sometimes. So I'm not going to rag too hard on them. But there was a couple of things that were said. First of all, they said that's the single season home run record. Which is not true. No, we already just know the that. AL, right? And then secondly, they said, well, then they came back after that and they corrected themselves. They said, well, it's not the all-time record because Barry Bonds has that. And it's, he, Aaron Judge wasn't even close to Barry Bonds' all-time record because he had 700 home runs. In a season. In a season. In a season. Really? You thought somebody hit 700 home runs in 162 games. That's amazing. I love it. Was that the Today Show? You said that was no, a it's a local. It's a local news. Okay. I'm not going to call anybody out, but I was watching it just laughing, going, oh, <laughs> so you think that 62 was great, but Bonds hit 700 in a season. Yeah, not so impressive all of You a think sudden. it wasn't close to Bonds, but yeah. especially when it's 700. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I all think right. she got some bad information. That's Maybe, right. You know, like all-time like career home runs. 
it's confusing, no doubt, especially when they're like unofficial and official records. So, but we'll is, it is it confusing? Is it confusing? It is. It is confusing. Is it confusing to think that somebody hit seven hundred home runs in a season? <laughs> I don't think it's that confusing. Well, yeah, if you don't know sports, that may be a little, <laughs> a little confusing. But uh, you know, at least we don't have to have any more cut-ins during college football or any other sporting yeah. event. So yeah. that is the uh, the silver lining. Five zero two five seven one ten eighty or Texas at five zero two four one four. One seven two four. We'll take a break and come back. Talk a little bit about the UK basketball that schedule that came out and much more here on the show before the show. The KSR pre show. Now back to the KSR pre show on Talk Radio Ten. Welcome back. We roll along on this Wednesday edition of the KSR pre show. I am Billy Rutledge along with Shannon the Dude. Give us a call at 502-571-1080 or tweet us at Billy R Sports and at Shannon the Dude. Our friend Kentucky Dude on Twitter helping us out, chiming in with some information. One, the guy caught the judge ball on the fly. The guy that just jumped down was hoping the guy would drop it or it would go into that, that little ravine area. Okay, so that's what I thought. When you said that the guy, I, I didn't see all that. I thought the guy caught it and that's the guy who kept it. Now, uh, so, yeah, that guy caught it and will keep it. And also, he says, Judge is three percentage points away from winning the Triple Crown, so he will be playing tonight. As, as part of this crazy season for him, he is very close for being the leader in a single season, at least in the league, in ab batting average, home runs, and RBI. Well, if I, I'm not pitching anything close to the plate. I'm not giving him anything to hit if not I'm not giving there. him that no, crown. No, I'll walk him. I hope his on base percentage. I just like how you're gonna you're gonna mess with the integrity of the game to make sure that your baseball values or doubles in value, Shannon. Yeah. So what? You ever heard of the Black Sox? <laughs> I have. Right. Yeah. Shoeless Joe Jackson as yeah. well. Yeah. Five zero two five seven one ten eighty. All right. The Kentucky men's basketball schedule was finally released yesterday, as we're only I don't know maybe less than two weeks away from Big Blue Madness and the, the season kicking off uh, October 30th in an exhibition game against Missouri Western State, a new opponent on the schedule. I guess that was the mystery opponent schedule, Shannon, was it not? Uh, probably so. Yeah, there was a few different one, few, few different games on there that I hadn't heard of yet. Uh, so maybe that, maybe that is the one that was but the big overall, surprise game. Overall, 31 games in total. You got big names like Kansas, Louisville, Michigan, Michigan State, UCLA. You also got a couple local connections, but overall, Shannon, some of your thoughts on what you saw yesterday. Overall, the schedule, I think, is great. I think you go back, though, to Ryan's argument, the games at Rupp Arena aren't that good at all. You got Kansas, nope. you get Louisville. I don't know why. I feel like you need three good games at home. I don't know why three. You say, why three? I, I don't really have a good explanation for that. It just feels like Two's not enough. Four would be too much because you're also playing these tough neutral site games. Yeah. So you don't want to completely load your schedule. But I feel like non-conference, we need three. I'm not even saying it has to be on the level of Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, but just names that people respect. So this year you have Kansas, Louisville, and then it gets a little iffy. You have Yale, who was an NCAA tournament team. You have Bellerman, who won the A-Sun last year, but was not allowed to go to the NCAA tournament. I know Shannon is going to be hyped for that game. I respect them. So I guess that is three. <laughs> <laughs> Bellerman. But I mean, like, you know, teams that are nationally recognized. Right. I right. guess Yale is if you want to really stretch it. But overall, it's a tough schedule. 
It, really uh, is. It, it is. It is. A couple notes. I mentioned local connections, and we mentioned Bellarmine. There's also Kentucky State, who is the second exhibition game on the roster. They have Chris Livingston's twin brother on the roster, Cordell. Mm. So if you uh, you know go to that exhibition game, you might see another Livingston on the court. Also, I mentioned Missouri Western State. They are coached by former Kentucky basketball manager Will Martin. And also former Cats John Hood and Perry Stevenson are on the staff as assistants. So Cal continuing to extend his his hand to former Wildcats. It just got me a little frustrated yesterday when you guys were talking on KSR on why Kentucky won't schedule the Murray States in the Western Kentucky. Because those mid-major programs expect a return game in return. And Shannon, I asked you this question, why not? Why not go to Western Kentucky and play a game? Why not go to Murray State and play a game? Do you feel like Kentucky is above these teams, that they're too good to play on other people's home courts? I don't feel like that, but I feel like that's sort of the aura that surrounds Kentucky, right? You know, like, we'll play at Rupp, but we're not going to go to your place. Right. You know, we're not going to give you the opportunity to beat us and lose a game to a Western Kentucky or a Murray or a Moorhead. But I go back to the 90s, though. You know, back then, I guess they didn't require a return game, and Kentucky used to play Moorhead. Seems like every single year. So I would like to get back to that at some point. I mean, Kentucky's playing Bellarmine. They're not expecting a return game, are they? Right. No, they're not. They're just scheduling anybody that they can. Right. They're playing all the Dukes and the Kentuckys and trying to just dive head in to this Division One schedule. But, you know, back in the 90s, I don't know if it was required you had to have to have a return game. But I think these mid-majors are getting big for their britches now. Yeah. I mean, Western Kentucky is one of the most all-time winningest programs in college basketball history. Murray State has had a lot of success in the NCAA tournament over the last 10 to 15 years. So they feel like Kentucky should go play on their home court. I'm just saying, I don't think it's that big of a deal for Kentucky to go play somewhat, a team that they are significantly better than. I think it's better for the sport when Kentucky plays local teams around. It's better for rivalries. I just think it's a, le- a little bit of an elitist attitude when it comes to Kentucky and saying that you know they're too good to go play Western Kentucky at Western. Well, let's see. Is Duke doing anything like that? North Carolina, Kansas, or any of these teams going to a small school to play road games? I know Virginia is. I know Virginia's been playing in-state teams. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe one step down from the Blue Bloods that you call North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky. But I just, I, I think, you know, it would be better for the sport and better for fans as a whole if you play each other. But overall, a great schedule for Kentucky basketball. We want to hear your opinions. Give us a call here on the KSR Pre-Show. He's Shannon the Dude. I'm Billy Rutledge. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to the KSR Pre-Show on Talk Radio 1080. You've been making your brags around town, but you've been loving my man. Welcome back. This is the show before the show, the KSR Pre-Show. This is Loretta Lynch. Yeah, yeah. We got the breaking news during KSR yesterday that she had passed away. But man, what a, a country music icon Loretta Lynn was. I mean, it was just fun going back through some of her music catalog yesterday and playing them on the show. She was very feisty in these songs. This one's Fist City. <laughs> if, you take, yes. if you take her man, you better be ready to come to Fist City. I, I just like what she's singing about, Shannon. Yeah. Honestly, you know, not only does she have a great voice, but she's feisty, she's sassy, and it makes me laugh, some of the things that she does sing about. So rest in peace to Loretta Lynn, the country music icon. Yeah. 502-571-1080. Um, before we get back to the phones, Shannon, I do want to ask you about a little college football tonight. Will you watch any of SMU at UCF? No. 
<laughs> Next question. No, no. Not going to watch that? No. Are you? Uh, well, no, but I did think it was interesting that there's going to be multiple SMU football players sitting out of this game to preserve their red shirt and enter the transfer portal. In the new age of name, image, and likeness and and not having to wait to transfer, Shannon, mm -hmm. there's a couple players on SMU's team that have played four games, and if they play one more, that they burn their red shirt. So they're deciding they're not playing. They're not going out on the field, even if the coach tells them to, and they will transfer at the end of the year. So they they just preserve an entire another year that they can play somewhere else. I hate that that's happening, actually, for the school. I mean, I do think the players should be able to transfer if, if they want to, but at the same time, it's going to be abused, right? Don't you it think is it is being abused being, right now? It's yeah. being abused right now in this in this scenario. So, yeah, it's it's a bad look, but I guess they don't care, right? I mean, as soon as something doesn't go right for them, they're not getting a playing time. They're not happy with the way that the program is run. They're like, well, I'm out of here. It's just too easy now. Right, the bridge is already burned. Yeah. So, what more damage is it to do something like this? I also think it's different than sitting out of a bowl game at the end of the season, right? Maybe you're an NFL prospect. You're one game away from life-changing money. Go ahead and sit out and, and preserve your health. This is guys trying to preserve eligibility and a whole other year to play somewhere else. Uh, I just I hate to see that. But they are maximizing the amount of money they can make somewhere else. But What's the records of those two teams right oh, now? Do you have that? I don't know. Like, I don't know but even... UCF lost to Louisville this year, if that yeah. tells you anything. So yeah. Gus Malzahn not doing the, the best job at UCF. Uh, but yes, be on the lookout. Three, three and one for UCF and two and two for SMU. Oh, so UCF only lost to Louisville. Yeah. A little surprising. But, yes, a little Wednesday night football if you want to watch there. All right, let's get to the phones. Let's get some reaction. Let's hear your calls. Who's up first, Shannon? Let's go to Todd. Good morning, Todd. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Hey, uh, I listened to some of the Loretta Lynn's music yesterday. Uh, Fifth City, she tells somebody to shut their face. I think that's going to be what we need to start doing when people start talking craziness on this show. Well, there's a lot of that. Mostly coming from <laughs> Billy. There'd be a lot of shutting faces. And you all threw me for a loop, man. I can't believe Billy is going to uh, sell the ball, and Shannon, you're going to keep it. I thought I would have bet money; it would have been just the opposite. So I think I would have done the cow comment and say, "Take the money, we're hot, and move on." Yeah, uh, well, you know, I, I was going to say that. I actually did say that at first, but then he kind of threw out the uh, hypothetical that that ball could be worth double or even triple. So you tell me I can make even more money. And all I have to do is survive three, maybe four at-bats from Aaron Judge to make $6 million? That sounds uh, like a pretty good trade-off He's letting it ride. Letting he's it ride, letting it ride, Todd. That's right. I don't yeah. know about it, though. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, but, yeah. No, he's gone. I, I think in that situation, though, and uh, our friend Tim Seberger makes a good point. He said they pulled Aaron Judge out of the game last night after hitting that home run. That also leads me to believe that he may sit out this game. But he's going for the triple crown. I mean, I don't care what your decision is. If I'm a few percentage points away from trying to win that award, I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself in the lineup. I'm erasing the name, and I'm putting myself up there. <laughs> is that what you're doing? Yeah. I guess when you're Aaron Judge, you probably can do that. He's about to make a lot oh of money. Oh, my God. A lot of money. You know, he turned down the contract that they offered him at the very beginning of the year. He said, let's just see how the season goes. Right. And he bet on himself, basically. And yeah. now that he's done that, he is about he's about to make a lot more money. Just like Lamar Jackson in the NFL. I just yep. don't know if anybody has ever had a season like Aaron Judge is having in a contract year. Uh, he deserves every penny that's going to come his way. All right, who's next, Shannon? Let's go to Rob. Good morning, Rob. Hey, uh, comment and a quick question. I was a long-time season, 
season ticket holder, but I've moved down south, and it's just easier for me to get uh, to watch the cats on the road than at home. I said all that to say this. Isn't it time we seriously talk about upgrading and expanding Commonwealth Stadium to where, I mean, it's a hot ticket now, and I'm, I'm going to say it very positively. There's a major difference in going to a road stadium and what we're seeing at home. Mm. Well, Rob, we heard Stephen Garcia, the former South Carolina quarterback, say that Kentucky's home environment isn't really anything yeah, special. It's, it's idiot, akin though. to Vanderbilt. Oh, please. But Maybe here's the thing, he Shannon, well, 10 now, years ago. Our environment is great. Our environment is off the charts. But if you if just do a Google search on the top stadiums in the SEC, and we rank just above Vanderbilt. Well, here's what I think Stephen Garcia was getting at, is that there is some open space in the end zones, Shannon. You know, if Mitch Barnhart wanted to expand, add some extra seats, make it create it, create it more like a fishbowl, like these NFL stadiums right. where it gets louder yeah. as you get on the field, maybe that's the next step for the experience at Commonwealth Stadium, at Kroger Field, is that you expand that and you reduce some of the space in the end zones. Maybe that's what Garcia's getting at when it comes to how loud it is when he's actually playing the game, not that the, the tailgating isn't great and that the fans show up. Well, I'll tell you what also would make it really loud. Give the fans alcohol. Let them get a little liquored up. Let them get a little crazy out there. You don't well, not only it. that, yeah. it would pay for the expansion if you wanted to add more seats. Bingo. There you go. All right, Rob. Thank you for the call, man. And if we added 20,000 more seats, somehow the town guys could come in and see Keeneland and the cat. That's right. Yeah, it's going to be a busy couple weekends coming up with Keeneland coming here to Lexington. Thank you, Rob, for the call. Um, I think that's know. the first step. Before we start expanding... Let's just get to the point where people can actually buy an adult beverage at a football <laughs> game or a basketball game. I think that's the plan. I think we've uh, we made it right here on the KSR pre-show. Yeah. But also, if we just want to get an exemption and be like Mississippi State and just have noisemakers in the stands just because of tradition. I try, hey, look, I tried with the big blue kazoo. Nobody took my lead on that. So that's on you guys. Well, I got 40 kazoos on my <laughs> drawer over here that everybody can blow, start handing everybody out. Everybody on third down blows their kazoo. If I could go to a damn tailgate, I could hand these things I out, mean, but look, I'd get stuck in the studio. Look, I mean, that sounds absolutely ridiculous, but what do you think 61,000 kazoos it would simultaneously, sound so cool. it would probably sound, it would definitely be unique. It would be, It'd be like a low humming yeah. that I think you could like feel, maybe like speakers in your car, yes. like a vibration. yes. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, my. Yes. I'm getting chili bumps thinking about it. The 61,000 kazoos. The big blue kazoo. What, one day when the pre-show is big enough, Shannon, we'll get the big <laughs> Nobody listens to, to us. <laughs> All right. Let's take another call. Who's next? <laughs> let's go to Bob. <laughs> hey, Bob. Good. How's everybody this morning? Doing great. Um, Good. Listening to your show yesterday, y'all were talking about Mount Rushmore for country music. Y'all forgot Kitty Wells. He was the original to go up there. Who do we forget? And, um, Kitty Wells. She uh, started country music. She was known as the queen of country music. Probably the first woman on stage to hmm. well, do country music. Yeah, but I... And, um, all right, well, that's your Mount Rushmore. Well, I was just saying that she was to be added. And um, I, I have to disagree with Matt when he starts talking about Reba and the red dress. And to me, did he ever think about Kenny Rogers and Lucille? That was a. But uh, I made that. I, 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 I think we have broken down that song before, the lyrics to Lucille. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, made it out to Friday night, see your band, and um, I still got those records that uh, you're going to get one of these days. Why didn't you bring them out? I was I couldn't find the place at first, and then I thought, <laughs> well, you're going to be busy, and yeah. that's not a place to to give them, I think. But anyway... Um, Got a couple of football statements to make too. Okay, we got to go kind of quick when, here. Uh, We're up against the break, but go ahead. Uh, does Will ever have a hot read when he comes up to the line? And why don't they use that short pass and run? I'm not a coach, but I see those questions of those two things never happening. And uh, enjoy the show. Thank you, Bob. We appreciate it. Thank man. you very much, Bob. You know, one thing I was encouraged by was how much Chris Rodriguez caught the ball out of the backfield. I don't know if that fits exactly what Bob was saying, Shannon, but, I mean, an, another element to that guy's game, you could just keep him on the on the field for all three downs at that point. Yeah. I'm also I, I'm surprised I haven't heard anybody today say, we can't let Ole Miss beat us twice. <laughs> I feel like I've heard that so many times the last couple of days, and I haven't yeah. heard it today. I'm, I'm, I've I'm, said it maybe two I, or three times this week, I'll be honest. I, I'm very proud of you, Billy. You haven't said it. Not one caller has said that. So if we could just not say that anymore... Just well, even, even though I'm naive and full of cliches, Shannon, I even know when to stop sometimes. But, <laughs> That's uh, good. Shannon, tell me about QC Kinetics. Well, I'm glad you asked, Billy, because QC Kinetics can help you out if you got joint pain, maybe from an injury or arthritis. Don't let them tell you that steroids, pain meds, and surgery are your only option. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting new pain treatment with advanced regenerative medicine non-surgical alternatives. And uh, they use regenerative treatments that can restore and repair damaged joint tissue. Maybe you've been diagnosed with bone-on-bone arthritis and you've been told that you need a replacement. QC Kinetics can help you with an alternative way to deal with the pain. You can give them a call at 859-534-8600. Maybe you've been, uh, you know, dealing with some shoulder pain like I have. It doesn't matter if it's your back, your knees, your hips. These amazing protocols work with pain caused by injury like a torn meniscus or rotator cuff. Give them a call. They'll give you a free consultation. No drugs, no steroids, no downtime. 859-534-8600. That's 859-534-8600. Call right now for a free consultation. He's Shannon the Dude. I'm Billy Rutledge. One segment to go here on the KSR Pre-Show. You're listening to the KSR Pre-Show on Talk Radio 10 with love it on your mind. The fiance's not going to like it. That's too bad. It's, you get what you get when you're with uh, old Tumamosa Billy. <laughs> this is the KSR Pre-Show. appreciate you guys listening here on this Wednesday morning. You can give us a call, 502-571-1080, or tweet us at Billy R Sports and at Shannon the Dude. Love is dead, as Tom Brady and Giselle have both hired divorce lawyers. Shannon. Oh, I feel so terrible. I mean, just... Tom loves the game of football a little bit more, obviously. Uh, look, dude, I'm going to tell you what. Just between me and you, if she was my wife, I'd say, screw football. <laughs> I'll never play. I'll never touch a football again uh, for the rest of my life. To avoid yeah, considering her net her. worth is my more God. than Tom Brady's, despite him being the greatest football what player of all time. What is wrong with him, dude? I, I, would just, I think I would retire right now. How many games have they played? Four? I'd be like, all right, yeah. that's it. You know what, honey? You're right. I'll be home. Uh, I'll be home right now on the first thing smoking. Uh, I, t- I try to tell you guys. I mean, he spent like two and a half weeks with his family in March or April and said, that's it. I've got to go back. How can it be that Get bad, dude? How can it be that bad? <laughs> she must be really annoying. 
Well, I just don't think it's that easy to transition away from the sport when you're celebrated as much as Tom Brady is, right? I mean, every stadium he goes to, the respect that he gives from even the players that he's playing against, yeah, but I, he's, it's hard he, to give that up. He's got that announcing job. He could get cheered, you know, when he's up there in the booth to announce the game, right? <laughs> That's right. He's going to make another $200 million when he decides to go in the booth and, and, you know, just talk about every other play that happens. So I don't know. I just I hate to see this man. I, I hope it doesn't get into his head. I hope well, it doesn't affect his performance. That's, that's what I'm worried that's about. That's exactly you, you read my mind. That's exactly what I was about to ask you. How much do you think this affects his on-field performance? Maybe his head's not not in the game. He's thinking about Giselle. Next thing you know, you know he throws an interception. And he fumbles the ball. He gets hurt. Yeah. Now he's divorced. <laughs> and he's he's on the sidelines, so he's not happy in his personal life or his professional life. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it will uh, will him to focus only on football, Shannon. Let's take that mindset. Okay. Just like uh, getting broken up with your girlfriend, you usually hit that gym a little bit harder after that next that next month or so. But let's say uh, let's take some calls. We got some people on the line. Who's up next, Shannon? All right, let's go to Grady. What's up, Grady? Hey, Grady. Tom wants a twenty-five-year-old, but uh, um. I was calling in because I I have to respectfully totally disagree with the guy who called about the stadium expansion. Steven Garcia played back when the stadium was bigger. The, the stadium with circling it in and making it smaller, actual the, the game day experience the the stadium's better. It's it's harder to play in Lexington now than when the stadium was bigger. Yeah, it may cost a little more to get in, but the, the, the crowd is way more alive at the size it is. I, I, I'm just saying I, I love our stadium as it is now. And the reason Garcia said that, like I said, he played under Spurrier back when our stadium was actually bigger. It wasn't nearly as loud. Probably a lot more empty, too. Yeah, yeah it was more it was more <laughs> empty. And it, it was more empty and... I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I, I went to my first game in three or four years. I, I, I went to school there in the early 2000s, and I, I went to the Missouri game last year. In the stadium, the, the, the atmosphere was electric. I mean, people were actually on their feet in the first quarter on first down when we were on defense. Ten years ago, it, it, took, four, it took the fourth quarter on a third down for people to stand up. I love the size of our stadium, so I just had to call and uh, respectfully, totally disagree with that guy. All right, right on. I appreciate the call, Grady. And, you know, Stephen Garcia hasn't been to the, you know, any game over the last couple of years where the flip or the switch has flipped, Shannon. Yeah. I mean, he has he wasn't at that Florida game where Kentucky blocked a field goal and beat Florida at home in that crazy environment where they rushed the field. Uh, you know, it's changed since the Joker Phillips era. So maybe just the, the, the involvement of the fans is enough for the stadium to be a better environment instead of just pure seat about And that's what I was saying yesterday. I mean, he's talking about you know, how it was 15 years ago, all right? It's not even comparable to how it is now. So yeah. I, I think we should just stop even talking about this guy. If he, if he if was even sober for the game that he was playing against Kentucky. <laughs> oh. All right, let's take another oh, call. Right. Who's next? A shot there. Uh, John Short. Johnny. Right, yes, right here. Uh, how y'all doing? Good, good, good. I know you were sad about the news of Loretta Lynn passing away yesterday. I know she's one of your favorites. She's the best female singer ever. The best male singer is E.T. Now, who's E.T.? Ernest Tubb. Ernest Tubb, yeah. Yeah, the best male singer ever. Okay. And yes. what? 
I was going to say, John, is, is Ernest Tubb related to E.T., the alien? No. 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 Any no. kin? No? No. 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 Okay. No. Let John go. Go, John. But, uh, okay. And uh, you see that the mental schedule released yesterday. If we're going to have a. If we're going to play West Kentucky and Murray State, we're going to have a home at home. Instead of playing in their home course, we can play in Immediate City, USA, in Nashville, Tennessee. That's close to there, then there'd be a big crowd that way. Well, that's what happened with Kentucky Western, Kentucky several seasons ago, right? They played Western in Nashville. Mm-hmm. But would you be happy? Right. Would you be happy with that? I know you're a WKU alumni, Billy. Would you be happy if they played in Nashville as opposed to playing in Bowling Green? No, I want a home and home. I mean, we've done the we've done the neutral court thing. That would be fine, but I want the home and home. And that's why they won't do it. Because I guess they're too cheap somebody's to lose gonna, a home yeah, game. Somebody's and, oh, gonna, my revenue's gone. Oh, no. Somebody's gonna, the football team already pays for my revenue. Somebody's got to give, you know, or it's not going to happen. You're just going to continue to have what you have, and that's season with the That's right. The mid majors has gotten too big for their britches, apparently, according to Kentucky. Anything else, John? Uh, yeah, yeah. So that Tom Brady's football player of all time. No, Billy Ransom is much better than Tom Brady <laughs> any time, any place, any player. I agree. Billy Ransom is much better. And, and I know he, yeah, Billy Ransom didn't play in the NFL, but Tom Brady's not near as good as Billy Ransom. If they have a, a, a throwing contest, Billy Ransom win any time. I hope Tom Brady's listening. I really hope Tom Brady is listening. I think he probably wow. is right now. John, taking shots. I don't, I don't know if he knows who Billy Ransom is. I don't think he knows who Jerry Fabry is. I don't think Tom Brady knows who, who, who they are. Probably doesn't. Uh, John, I don't appreciate you questioning his intelligence now. I mean, he's a great football player. Yeah, but, but you have a Billy Ransom who won the Heisman Trophy in 1986. I didn't have him. He should have won the Heisman Trophy. And he's got a hotter wife than uh, Tom Brady, too. That's what I hear. So I think that, yeah. I didn't know yeah. What do you think about that, John? That's something, isn't it? That's something. All right. Appreciate the call. Thank you, John. <laughs> oh, John, the third host of the KSR pre-show. That's right. I love, love. that he gave you a what. Yeah, I to wanted say to say, and then he was like, what? What is it, Billy? <laughs> what? What do you got to say that's so important? And then I, you know, fell flat on my face. <laughs> Did you watch any of the NBA exhibition game on ESPN2 last night, Shannon? No, I, I remember it being on, but I did not uh, flip over to watch it. What okay. happened? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Matt will talk a little bit about it next on KSR, but there's this guy from France named Victor Wimbanyama or something like that. Sounds like a villain already. I think he's going to be the first overall pick in the next NBA draft. The guy's 7'4 and brings up the ball like a point guard. There's also the number two player in the next NBA draft in Scoot Henderson, who was on the uh, NBA G League and Knight team who played this France team last night on ESPN2. But I bring this up because there was a guy on the France team whose name was Steve Ho You Fat. <laughs> no. Nah, I'm not lying to you, Sheridan. Are you sure that's the proper pronunciation? The, uh, yes, I am. Well, and the announcers had player. to apologize when they were broadcasting his name when he made a play. And I apologize to our listeners now. But yes, this guy's name is Steve Ho You Fat. And he spells it with two E's S T E E. Steve. Steve. Ho and then you three fat. separate words Ho You Fat. So I just, I don't know where we can get those Ho You Fat jerseys, but I absolutely need one today. I will buy one too. And I will be rooting for this guy for the rest of his career. Yeah, normally I'm against adults wearing basketball jerseys, but if you got a shirt that says Ho You Fat on it, <laughs> give me one right now. Where do I sign up? You could just point to your jersey if you needed to insult somebody at the Louder Than Life or something yeah. like that. <laughs> could you imagine like calling that game 
Like, I would love to hear Tom Leach call that game. You know, <laughs> the guy uh, drives down the lane and just post, you know, just dunks on a guy. And then Tom yeah. gives a big, oh, you fat. <laughs> what? I just, I'm trying to picture it. Yeah. I'm trying to put myself in the, in the moment, Shannon. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I do too. So looking forward to seeing more how you fat in the future. Yes. Um, just about a minute left. What do we want to do here, Shannon? We got a we got a phone call. We got a well, library. Wrap, what do we need well, to let's do? Let's wrap up the show. Okay. Yeah. Well, do you have are you are you, are you, are you your band playing a show this week, Shannon? We Let me are not. Ask you we that. will be playing on November twelfth in St. Matthews uh, at the old Diamonds Bar. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is now called Fox Den. I know exactly where that is. Yeah, Tony Vanetti is going to come out, and he is going to, uh, he's already agreed that he is going to announce us out like he did, you know, back in his old school rock days. And then he'll leave because he has to go to bed. It's the old man. That's right. He'll introduce the band and leave. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. He's Shannon the Dude. I'm Billy Rutledge. We'll talk to you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.